It's nearly 9 p.m. on a Friday night, and I'm sitting here at my computer in my kitchen. The kids are safely asleep, I hope. <laughs> and um, my wife is out with friends, and I am working on local cast. My name is Josh Couch, and I'm trying to do something a little bit different. Um, I have been a radio producer and podcast producer for the last decade or so, and I am excited about trying something different because I've noticed a trend happening with media consumption. Anyway, I thought I'd kick off this podcast with a reading from the book Amusing Ourselves to Death. This was written by Neil Postman back in 1985, perhaps. So he references in the foreword uh, a couple of books, Orwell's 1984 and Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. And this book has been absolutely formative for the way that I think about media. So I thought this uh, opening foreword might be a good place to start. We were keeping our eye on 1984, when the year came and the prophecy didn't. Thoughtful Americans sang softly in praise of themselves. The roots of liberal democracy had held. Wherever else the terror had happened, we at least had not been visited by Orwellian nightmares. But we had forgotten that alongside Orwell's dark vision, there was another, slightly older, slightly less well-known, equally chilling. Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Contrary to common belief, even among the educated, Huxley and Orwell did not prophesy the same thing. Orwell warns that we will be overcome by an externally imposed oppression, but in Huxley's vision, no big brother is required to deprive people of their autonomy, maturity, and history. As he saw it, people will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. What Orwell feared were those who would ban books. What Huxley feared was that there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. Orwell feared those who would deprive us of information. Huxley feared those who would give us so much that we would be reduced to passivity and egoism. Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us. Huxley feared that the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Orwell feared that we would become a captive culture. Huxley feared we would become a trivial culture, preoccupied with some equivalent of the feelies, the orgy-porgy, and the centrifugal bumble puppy. As Huxley remarked in Brave New World Revisited, the civil libertarians and rationalists who are ever on the alert to oppose tyranny failed to take into account man's almost infinite appetite for distractions. In 1984, Huxley added, people are controlled by inflicting pain. In Brave New World, they are controlled by inflicting pleasure. In short, Orwell feared that what we hate will ruin us. Huxley feared that what we love will ruin us. This book is about the possibility that Huxley, not Orwell, was right. 
I find that a, a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty damning to be written in 1980, 1985, and to have that kind of insight. The idea of being drowned in a sea of irrelevance or to be reduced that that our 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 only option with all this information is to be reduced to passivity and egoism that's what i see happening at the moment and i i see all these people engaging in social media spending all this time fixated on themselves uh or on the trivial uh and Part of what's going on, in my view, is that the, the issues of the world are so big and they are so distant. We've got this incredible media that allows us to go beyond our own limited capacities. It extends our capacity over time and space. We can, we can know right now what is happening on the other side of the planet. Uh, we can know the, <laughs> the degree to which the, the planet itself is in dire straits. Uh, we, we have access to, to this kind of knowledge and information. We have all this stuff. And what we find is that people are shutting off. People are tuning out or they're getting into their kind of tribal enclaves and they're just staying within that echo chamber. The number of people I've talked to who don't watch the six o'clock news anymore, uh, they don't read the newspaper, they've deleted the news apps from their phone. Uh, it, it's remarkable. There's this, there's this sense that I've, I've just got to get away from the negativity and the toxicity, or, or, or maybe it's the, um, the sense of an agenda being pushed on you. And my simple thesis is that by having this media that is so focused on what's happening way over the other side of the planet or what's happening uh, on a scale that I can't have any impact, that is part of what has reduced us to passive actors who feel, well, there's no point in engaging. <laughs> if we could bring those things home for people uh, by having media that engaged those big problems or challenges people are encountering right in their backyard. Let's not just wring our hands about, you know, poverty in the third world. Uh, dire and, and, and immediate and drastic though it is, uh, let's see what we can do about those people right here in our backyard. And I would love to have something that connects me to the issues of the day right here where I live. And where I live happens to be Onihunga. It's a little uh, central suburb in Auckland, New Zealand. So I wondered about starting here and I've started creating the brand Onihunga FM. So I'm hoping that what I create here might be something that's replicable in other places. Wish me luck.